Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. And what is going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned in. What the heck was that? You're tuned into page one with LaVar and Mary for this Friday night, October 21st, 2022. Bear with me because for some odd reason this week, um, I don't know what the heck is going on, but I don't know whether it's allergies or if I'm like battling through a virus or whatever the heck is going on, but I have... I seemingly went from having voice to then kind of losing it to gaining it back into it being shaky but here. So I hope it's not too annoying. I really hope, too, that I'm not going to sniffle as much because allergies are like acting really, really bad this evening. But nonetheless, it's Friday. Uh, as I tell everybody, we've made it. Um, it is October, like I said, 21st. We are... 10 days away from the end of this month, 10 days away from Halloween, um, then it will be November. And, of course, ahead of November is Daylight Saving Time, uh, Election Day, Veterans Day, and Thanksgiving. And then we hit December, the last month of the year, so it's hard to believe that we're coming up now on pretty much the last two months of the year, um, as always. And guess who's back, by the way? Uh, my wonderful friend Mary, how are you? Good. That, by the way, the sound was ASMR, basically, of me making myself a fuzzy cocktail. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm going to celebrate. It's Friday night, man. This is Friday yes. night. Yes, oh. it's Friday night. We just got paid. Um, <laughs> uh, it is, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could join you. you, you you're actually making a drink? I'm actually making a drink, yes. Good, good for you. I'm making a fucking you know label. One, one of these nights, I think, you know, if we're brave enough, what we should do is that we should um, just start drinking throughout the show, see what happens. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Can I get a guinea pig? I'm starting tonight. There you go. Hey, start tonight. We'll get some, inter- we'll get some like, entertaining radio going on tonight from all of <laughs> Because <laughs> by about like thirty, forty five minutes past the hour, here's another thing. I just wanna I'm gonna go take a nap. Wake me up in the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, I'm not the only one with voice problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can start that. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a podcast out there that actually does that, but um the ground and we'll we'll do that tonight i'm going to tell you because we haven't been with you for a moment there's a lot of stuff that we got to clear a lot of stuff that was uh left over a lot of stuff that i didn't do last week um if i said i was going to do it this week change of plans (laughs) but i can tell you tonight (laughs) 
this is a show that, like, you know, we we change. I mean, nothing is set in stone. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I will tell you, uh, I'm I'm calling the this segment because there's like topics that don't really fit for main stories that don't really fit for other stories. So I always called it like, um, you know, the extra stuff for fit the print, but crap crap bag. (laughs) So we'll have that uh, later this evening. And then we're going to do smoking gun files. Uh, A few great stories out of there. (laughs) And then uh, an extended yay or nay. There's a lot of good stuff from yay or nay that's been like, piling up that we haven't gotten through and we'll take a look at what's going on with Twitter we'll do some retro moments of the week and uh, Almanac coming up shortly but I wanted to because I had a chance to talk to our friends out here about my trip because we haven't really been like I said we haven't been together here in almost a month Um, Mm -hmm. when you think about the scheduling here because I was was on vacation yeah like three I think it was toward the end of last month, the end of September, uh, really. Uh-huh. Um, so I had gone on vacay, uh, went to Michigan, and I was telling the folks last week, if you listened in, uh, about if you were going that way, how uh, the Motown Museum was an awesome place to go and how moving it was to be in the same room that Motown uh, hits were done in. Um, and then another favorite part of mine when I go to Michigan is going to the um, Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, which is amazing. And uh, how moving that was to be uh, sitting on the same bus that Rosa Parks was arrested on. Um, and the backstory to that and how they got it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's if you go to Michigan, those are definitely places that you want to go to. Um, but as I told the people and kind of gave them a little bit of a uh, heads up, uh, I know right after that uh, you were uh, going to uh, TwitchCon, and there was a lot that was mm-hmm. written of that. Uh, how did it go? Mm-hmm. Who did you see? And uh, what you think? Um, we'll start with the last question and move backwards. I thought it went, I thought it was well, but I also am not saying that there was a lot of people that were younger than me. There was a, there was a range of, um, ages there ranging from, um, really like retired to be retired kind of people all the way down in age to, you know, young, almost teenagers, like pre-teens, teens, um, I saw a lot of different people, actually. And I got to meet some people that I connect with on Discord and on Twitch, um, in chat, in my chats, in their chats. I got to connect with those people in real life, in in a safer environment. Um, I'm always one about, you know, you have to be safe with people online. There's, There's personalities, and then there's people who are themselves. And I am, this is me. This has always been me. Um, the way I talk, the way I act is basically the way I am all the time. Um, and LeVar can attest to that. Um, but I got to see some of those people that I get to interact with, um, over the, over the Twitch waves or in the chat rooms, that kind of thing. 
uh, I did get to meet a couple of my heroes, not heroes, but a couple of people I follow, um, Evan and Caitlin. I did get to see Dream um, in the flesh, so to speak. Um, the people that were in his SMT, so George Not Found, and um, there's another one that was in there. There's a lot of different people, and large streamers as well as small streamers, and people to just, like, admire, and then there's people that you got to learn from and talk to. I treated it like a conference, not like a con. So I didn't treat it like um, San Diego Comic-Con. I treated it more like a conference I would have to go to because my, my job said you you should go because you'll learn a lot. And because I did, I think I took away a little bit more than the average bear. Um, and maybe I didn't. It felt right. It felt more right to me to do it that way. So that's the second question. And then the third, the first question that you asked me, which was how did it go? Um, for me, fine. I walked out on my own two feet. So we're going to go with that. There was a lot of other things that, although they may have met minimum requirements, minimum should not have been where Twitch was aiming. Um, they're a bigger platform. They did this in Amsterdam. They should have known the pitfalls. And I don't think they did, and I don't think they learned it. And they do have a little bit of an excuse with it's the first big conference for TwitchCon since 2020 hit. That only takes you so far. You know, that that excuse only gives you so much leeway. And I'm kind of disappointed in that. I hope they take these lessons to heart and and prove for their next TwitchCon whenever and wherever that may be. because they had a lot of good content within there. They had a lot of good vendors in there. Um, they had a lot of good uh, programs that I'm excited about. One of them I'm planning on starting to use uh, tomorrow, actually. And so uh, really excited about some of the stuff that they had. So there's, there, it, it was a positive and or negative experience, depending on how you wanted to treat it. And then it was a positive or negative experience on – whether or not you did certain things. So every person's going to say it's different. I could see where some of the complaints came in. I had a pretty good time, but then I also got to meet a lot of good people and then got to hang out and got to really learn some good stuff. You know, I'm new to the Twitch game, so learning some of that was just insane. It was like, hey, you need to do this. and like, see, I never even thought of that. So... Hmm. Fingers crossed that improves my Twitch game, and we'll go from there. But San Diego is amazing. San Diego is always amazing. I love San Diego. I've heard. <laughs> so much to do. So much to uh, do. And even when if you, you just waste, waste a day on the beach, it's so fun. Um, did you call them San Diegan, or did you... <laughs> I did oh. not call anybody anything other yeah, than, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you can tell them to stay classy. No. You, I'm a little disappointed. Stay classy, um, San Diego. I'm also disappointed that you did not go throughout TwitchCon and at least play. Twitch, Twitch. So I, <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> maybe this maybe next, next year I'll have that on my boombox on the back of my backpack. Yes. Yes. So, or at least say it, you know, sing it. I mean, anybody could go up and just go, you know. So, <laughs> I don't know if any of the younger people who were there probably would have got it, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have. 
They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, glad that you had fun on your trip. Um, And it feels, it almost feels, this is sad to say, but when you take a vacation, it almost feels kind of like a letdown when you come back. Because it's back to reality. Mm -hmm. It's back to uh, facing all of the stuff that you went away from before you go back. And, yeah, it's just... You want to do more of it. I now understand why people mm-hmm. are like huge on getaways because it allows you an escape from things that are going on, even though it could be short or long. Um, and then when you come back, you feel slightly recharged and refocused and re-energized. Um, so, yeah, uh, good for us. I wouldn't say slightly. I came back completely. But then I also left in a very like I was I was burning myself out. I was I was burning the candle at both ends and very aggressively. So the vacation was a lot of it was spent local, so I wasn't really like going very very many places. I was hanging out um, and showing Chris uh, around. I was being a tourist with Chris around Las Vegas and surrounding areas, including San Diego. Um, so it was nice to get out of the daily, I am a local, I know what the heck I'm doing, this is what's going on, and be able to kind of take a fresh take of the area with somebody that's never seen it before. So it, right. it, it's nice. And when I came back, I was 100, because I got to um, when we were talking about it, we decided the best word for it was I was detoxing from what was causing mm-hmm. me so much stress. And it was it was nice. It was really nice to get that kind of out of my system because then I could come back in and really focus again on what was going on with fresh eyes. And I think it needed that. I needed that. I needed that. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. When you leave on vacation, you don't want to come back. Right. Yeah. No, you you really don't want to come back. You know, it's 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 kind of like that that first day out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people feel. <laughs> so, you know, I'm keeping that Willem scream forever now. Um, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I mean, the history behind it, if you've heard the show, you know all about the Willem Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much to know every time. <laughs> Used in just about every movie out there. But, um, yeah. So, um, but no, it's, I'm glad that you had a chance to get that vacation in. And, um, you know, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> been able to do vacations and get out of here, but yes, um, it's now. Like I said, it's kind of like the end of the year. So it's like if you have a chance to get out and do it, go ahead. But definitely looking forward to 2023 and seeing where I can go and what I can do. Um, hopefully, I'll be back out west for all of you West Coasters and um, places beyond. So, but with that. I want to make sure that we at least uh, get to the almanac for you. 
uh, before we really get underway. And today is October 21st. So that brings us to the wonderful thing of, and I don't know why my screen's messing with me, but it's National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. It's also National Reptile Awareness Day. It's National Witch Hazel Day. Uh, it is National Mammography Day. And October 21st. Um, do you know, well, um, do you know what date this holds uh, if you are, what's the word I want to use, if you are a movie fanatic? It's not, like, I know there is a date for 1021. <laughs> you are going to kick yourself when I tell you I what really else am, today I is. know I am. Mm-hmm. Now, see, this is where you have to put on your movie thinking cap. Um, but uh, for those of you who knew it, uh, and there's actually a news story that I will add to this, too, because you get a bonus news story. But today is Back to the Future Day. Uh, in 1989, millions of fans, of course, watched the movie trilogy Back to the Future. They watched the first signs of time travel. Um, the, for nearly 26 years, fans of the movie franchise will wait for the exact date of October 21st, 2015, to celebrate the only time that Doc, Marty, and Jennifer would travel into the future. So, um, yeah. Uh, October 15th. Yep, and the, that was supposed to be when the Cubs won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Good. All right, I'm hanging up. <laughs> going to go home now. Go ahead, everyone. World Series. <laughs> you know, score. Basket, five points. Um, I'm such a girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says that some of the predictions were fairly close in comparison to Back to the Future 2 in the real year 2015. Hoverboards were invented in 2014, but not for sale until the following year. Flying cars existed in their infancy, but being driven only by those who were inventing them. Flat-screen televisions and virtual reality goggles were found everywhere. Sadly, Jaws did not reach film 19, but instead only made it to four movies, Jaws the Revenge. Interestingly, October 25th movie time wasn't so far off of October 2015 real time. But here is something that's interesting, because on the cusp of that, um, there is a new teaser that is showing that the Back to the Future musical is coming to Broadway next summer. Uh, previews for the production began June 30th, uh, they began June 30th, 2023, before the show officially opens on August 3rd, uh, the 80s classic uh, uh, will be on there, Christopher Lloyd who played Doc Brown, makes an appearance in the new teaser for Back to the Future musical, which has been running in London's West End since September 2021, or as said, it's based off of the 85 film. Uh, the teaser opens with Tony Award winner Roger Bart, who will play Doc Brown in the show as he studies the condition of the DeLorean. Uh, and then uh, that Friday's announcement was made on October 21st, which honored the Back to the Future Day. Um, so, yeah, uh, the role of Marty McFly, which was played by Michael J. Fox, will be announced soon along with the rest of the cast. So, yeah, it will be coming to Broadway here. Very cool. Very, very Pre-Celtic, cool. 
Pre-sale tickets are available now, while the general public will be able to purchase them starting October 28th. So, there you go. Something to think about. Um, but yes, that is Back to the Future Day. Uh, also, tomorrow will be National... Oh, it's also... Did I mention National Witch Hazel Day? Uh, which is also today. Yes, you did. Uh, tomorrow, the 22nd, is National Color Day. It is National Make-A-Dogs Day. Uh, National Make-A-Difference Day, which is the fourth Saturday in October. I'm going to be very careful. Tomorrow is also National Nut Day. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and there we go. Um, the day is not about the neighbor that lives down the street or the coworker who sings with their headphones on. It celebrates the, the nutritious snack. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to stop right there before I go any further and just tell you that that's tomorrow. <laughs> October 23rd is iPod Day, and there's an interesting story with that as well that we'll talk about later tonight. Uh, it's also National Boston Cream Pie Day, National Mole Day. It is Swallows Depart from San Juan Capistrano Day. Uh, also, it is uh, National Mother-in-Law Day. And National TV Talk Show Host Day, which is Johnny Carson's birthday. Uh, the 24th brings us National Bologna Day, or Bologna, if you want to pronounce it correctly. National Food Day. Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> Makes it sound like you have like a, a head cold or something. Uh, and it's also United Nations Day, uh, National Food Day. And then on Tuesday, it's National Merry Music Day, M-E-R-R-I. Uh, it is National Greasy Food Day. Mm, greasy food. Uh, it is Sourest Day. And it is Chucky the Notorious Killer Doll Day on October 25th. And then on Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, um, it was, <laughs> it's another movie, but yeah. Um, October 26th brings us National Day of the Deployed, National Financial Crime Fighter Day. National Mince Meat Day, National Mule Day, National Pumpkin Day, and National Tennessee Day. The 27th brings us National American Beer Day, uh, National Civics Day, National Black Cat Day, and Navy Day. And then next Friday, just to give you a um, uh, heads up here, uh, next Friday is National Frankenstein Day, which is the last Friday in October, National Breadstick Day, National Pharmacy Buyer Day, National First Responders Day is next Friday, as well as National Internal Medicine Day and National Chocolate Day. Um, yes. I know that you are a chocolate fan. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Moving on. That's what she said. Yeah. So, I'll leave it there. But yes, so those are days that are coming up. Uh, You are now aware of the Almanac and celebrate your day, celebrate every day. So, uh, with that, leads us into our first story tonight, which was an interesting one because this came from the New York Post. Uh, When I read it, 
it is a sign of the changing times because I I get it, but I know it is still controversial. So the, the title of the article is I'm a teacher who cares if I'm dressed sexy. Bullied educators clap back at critics. And it uh, talked about a few different teachers in here, and one was a teacher, Patrice Brown, who received a pink slip from her employer asking her not to return for the 2022 school year. The curvaceous educator claims that she was fired because the school's principal took issue with her penchant for wearing skin-tight dresses and hip-hugging leggings. Uh, She teaches first and second graders, and she's been gaining notoriety for her workwear for years. In 2016, photos of her wearing skin-tight jeans went viral on Facebook, and she was dubbed hashtag Teacher Bay. And in the years that followed, she hadn't let the attention detract her from doing and wearing what she loves. And she said that I'd always go to work and take pictures of myself in the classroom setting, showing off how much I love my profession and looking beautiful while teaching kids. Noting that her clothing is well within the vague guidelines for Atlanta public school teachers. It's not just students uh, racking up dress code violations. Teachers are also getting written up for looking supposedly too sexy for the classroom. Uh, One other teacher... Um, who is in New Jersey, was criticized online this week for her form-fitting outfits, uh, which incensed moms and dads calling for a termination, and she's hardly alone. And she says that teachers are often bullied for their looks uh, by the administration, parents, and other teachers, and in higher grades, the students, uh, who has found, she's found a new job at a different school teaching first graders. She says what teachers are wearing should not be the focus. The focus should be on the kids. Um, and then uh, she echoed those sentiments amid her own classroom closed controversy via Instagram on Monday, saying that uh, they or the parents should want someone teaching your children that will love and protect your children as if they were their own. And uh, she has over 987,000 followers. She says, I'm an artist and an influencer as well as a teacher. Per the Penasaukin Public Schools Employee Operations Manual from 2018 and 2019, the most recently available online for the New York Post report when it comes to teacher apparel. It says form-fitting pants, such as leggings and uh, tights, must be covered with a top reaching no higher than four inches above the knee. The policy also states that sneakers, dungarees, or jeans, excessively tight-fitting clothing is not permitted. Uh, But there have been snaps of her posed in shape accentuating togs, while leading a class full of little ones prompted digital outrage. Taking Instagram pictures with your uh, blank out, according to one cyber critic under an Instagram shot of her wearing a fitted jeans and sneakers with her rear to a student. Showing pictures in the class with your butt in the air is very inappropriate, penned another outraged commentator. You shouldn't be a teacher, another one argued. Meanwhile, a second grade teacher, Maddie Drew, agreed that she and her fellow educators shouldn't be, should be able to wear whatever makes them feel, quote, cute and confident, but she's gone viral for transforming her sexy threads into professional looks. She says that she layers, and she asks, uh, she said at her school, we can't wear spaghetti straps to show our shoulders, so I put T-shirts under dresses that might be a little lower cut, and I wear a lot of undershirts. She also loosens straps to make her dresses longer or wears a cardigan over frocks to hide any visible skin. Uh, she plans to relocate and teach in South Korea next month. Yeah, you won't be doing that there. She has over, <laughs> she scored over 1.8 million TikTok views on a how-to video about reimagining her flirty finery into fits 
uh, which often gets a thumbs up from the school's principal. But as we go, the days of the the um, different generation of <laughs> different people. Uh, I sent you the article of a few of the uh, teachers here, but I know it is just not just there, but it is across the country. Um, I think I know where your answer is going to be headed towards my question. But uh, as the teaching core changes and you get more um, people who are younger and more hip and who dress more um, stylish for themselves, um, God, I can't believe I'm asked this question. But should schools start to reevaluate their dress codes for teachers? Well, I mean, okay. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle on this one, which is kind of surprising to me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, no, wait, what? That's not what, what? I thought you were going to say. What? Um, I'm not. I'm not a fan of leggings at work. Regardless of the profession. So I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of that. Uh, leggings should be at home or when you're running around your errands or what on your personal time. I'm not a fan of leggings at all. Just because just cause you can wear them, I, no, doesn't mean you should. So, and, and that's where I work. That's, that's any, any position other than yoga instructor. Um, that's the only time you should be wearing it or, or gym and, you know, athletic director should be wearing that at work. Um, so leggings for me is a weird one, but with, so there's two things. One, the woman that had her rear basically facing her students, when you're walking in a straight line, yeah, they're going to look at your butt. They're butt high. They're first graders. <laughs> So unless you're only five foot tall, your butt's in their face. And she didn't take a picture of her butt. It's not like she was taking a selfie of her butt with the kids on the playground. Okay? Just saying. Um, so that was one. I just wanted to kind of squash that part. It's like, dude, you're arguing. It's a weird issue of argument. Like, people are getting so up in arms and so offended by things that used to not be a big deal. It used to, I would be, as a person, walking with, you know, first graders, walking a straight line, you'd walk forward so you could see what was happening, and then a few steps later you turn around and face your class and make sure that they're not dicking around, and then you turn back around, walk a little bit further so you know where you're going, and then turn back around. That's what you did with, you know, youngsters. So there were times when that first, that youngster that's first in line was staring at my rear end. No one got on my case about it. Hmm. I'm also 45. <laughs> I, I think it's just, it's, it's a weird, like, why are you focusing on what they're wearing? Should they be because... wearing some of the outfits they're wearing? No. I don't agree with some of their outfits. However, why are you focusing on that? Because the last time I thought about school with my kiddo, I was focused on my kiddo. Like, what the heck are you doing? You need to put your first, you know, best foot forward. You need to be learning. This is your education, not the teacher's. Do I like it? No. Will I complain about it later on in life? Probably. 
But right now, let's focus on you. Should they update the dress code? Yeah, I guess. If they, they want to maintain a very conservative look for the school. Um, and I get it. It should be across the board. If you're not going to let your teeny boppers wear that, then you shouldn't let your teachers wear that, I guess. But yeah, I'm not as focused on the teachers as I am about the education. All right. And you know what the big lie here is? Is that they said uh, outrage um, moms and dads. And we know Doug Yeah, no, well, they were just the we... mothers with them hitting the fathers on the side like, hey, right. say something. Cause, cause you, yes, you know honey, yes, dad... of course. It's outrageous that she's wearing that. You know what the dads are thinking? <laughs> the dads are sitting there, and they're pretty much thinking this. Um, I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell, all right, let me tell you, we don't care. <laughs> it's one of two things. It's, wow, I wish my wife would wear those clothes again, or, yeah. huh? Right. <laughs> Never do that. It's like, what, what? It's like, I'm going to, what? You know what? Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be paying attention right now? You know what they're probably telling their kids? You know what? I want you to act up so that I have to go up there and actually see your teacher. <laughs> Probably with this. I want you to make a huge distraction in the room so that I have to come up there and actually see your teacher. <laughs> the other probably... You guys are focusing on these first grade teachers, right? Are you worried that they're going to hit on the first graders? Right. Because then I don't think I'd be worried about the clothes at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're... You know, I would. It would be kind of something if it was high school because I'm like, mm, you're not going to have a lot of people focusing mm-hmm. on uh, learning here. <laughs> mhm. But first grade, seriously? Please. <laughs> Please. Come back with something Gone else. are the days of Mrs. Powers and her right. very large cardigan. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's like Come up with something else, people. I think that you're all kind of reaching. Uh, like I said, I think I'm with you where, yeah, we have to kind of now, because this is a different generation. And a lot of people dress for what makes them feel good, uh, no matter what the job. <laughs> and so now we kind of have to go back and look and see if that's going to be something that, you know, is going to be an issue. And we kind of, you know, it's, it's almost like we've kind of backtracked in a way. You know, in the 80s and 90s, and I think I've had this conversation with somebody in the past, was that in the 80s and 90s, we were really just, you know, the 70s was the era of, uh, well, of course, 60s was free love. 70s was like, hey, you know, um, I'm now examining my role in society. 80s was like, we're kind of coming out, but we're still a little bit more conservative about our role in society, but we know it and we know where it can go. 90s was like that era of where the egg was starting to crack and the people who were grunge were grunge. The people who were uh, on the straight and narrow were straight and narrow. The people who were a little bit gangster, they went gangster. Everybody showed how they were. 2000s, it was kind of now, you know, loose. And then by the 2010s, it was just all out there. You had the era of, you know, WAP and everything else. And now it's kind of like it's out there, but now people all of a sudden, 
They see the nakedness, but now they want to cover it back up again. Now everybody wants to be more conservative again. They're like, how dare you? Uh, it'll be my choice if I let somebody see that. And it's kind of like we kind of went for it. And that's why I was like, there's a lot of other countries where that type of thing would have just been like, oh, okay, you know. But, yeah, it, it's a different era. And people are going to dress specific ways. And there's people that just can't hide what they got. So what do you want to do? Wear a potato sack? You know? Mm-hmm. I, I saw that one picture of the teacher with the dress on. And I mean, granted, it was, it was tight. But you can't hide that. You can't hide what you had. So, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, what do you want her to wear? You know? If she wears anything, it's going to, quote, be a distraction. If she just wore a T-shirt, jeans. She's very shapely, so it's still going to be an issue. You can't make people happy. You know, she's wearing a dress. It's not like she was wearing, like, a mini dress. She was wearing a long dress. And no, the other one was wearing wearing, it was a very nice dress. Yes. It's cute. And the other one was wearing jeans. So I was like, so what more did you want? You know? I, I don't understand. But, yeah. I tell you, that's jealousy. Jealousy will cause a lot of silliness to happen sometimes. It's like, get over it. <laughs> Which is so dumb. It's just, you're, it's, are you jealous of your kid? Because <laughs> you want your kid to look at you and be like, yeah, mommy's sexy? Because that's gross. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. And if it's, you're jealous of that girl getting attention from your man, don't bring your man to PTA meetings. <laughs> Don. Don't make their way there. They'll make their way there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, it's time for retro moment of the week. These goodies for you. We'll do that. Then when we come back on the other side, uh, a little bit of potpourri, some stories that uh, were in the news. Then we'll take a look at Twitter, uh, smoking gun files, and yeah, your nay all ahead. But first, this is page one with Lavar Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. You got the right one, baby, yeah. Uh-huh. You got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. You got the right one, baby. You got the right thing, uh-huh. uh-huh. You got the right one, uh-huh. Everybody. Uh-huh. Oh, There's only one right one, baby. You got the right one, baby, yeah. Uh-huh. With 100% Nutrisweet.
And welcome back to page one with LeVar and Mary for this Friday night, October 21st, 2022. So glad that you can join us. I do believe, and I don't think I lost track, but this is show number 210, uh, if you're keeping track. Uh, wow. A little bit of Popper, yeah, a little bit of potpourri night. Uh, some stories that were, that just didn't fit, uh, but we'll go through them anyway because they're quite interesting. Uh, first one was, <laughs> I'm not a, a contact wearer, but this story out of Newport Beach and a story that will either make you cringe or have you speechless. A doctor recently removed 23 contact lenses from a woman's eye. Uh, yeah, there are images if you go online, and it's definitely disturbing. Uh, but Dr. Katarina Curtiva is an ophthalmologist with the California Eye Associates. She said her patient came in complaining of pain and blurriness. Turns out that she had been forgetting to remove her contacts every day. The result, 23 contact lenses became lodged in her eye, specifically under the eyelid. Uh, a photo which was posted on their Instagram taken immediately after the procedure shows a pile of lenses that were taken out of the patient's eye. Video of the procedure, which also was posted on Instagram, has since gone viral, garnering 3.2 million views since it was posted on September 13th. Uh, the doctor said that she had to use a very fine surgical instrument, a jeweler forceps, to separate the contact lenses. They were essentially glued together after sending under the eyelid for a month. Uh, she said that her patient is doing just fine now and is back to her everyday routine. She even wants to continue wearing contact lenses moving forward. How did it happen? Kurtiva said that even the patient herself doesn't understand how she could have gotten or forgotten to take her lenses out so many days in a row. But the doctor did explain that as you wear contacts for many years, for example, over the span of 20 to 30 years, your cornea becomes desensitized. She says this is essentially a protective feature because otherwise you'd be really bothered by everyday contact lens wear. After all, it is a foreign body in our eye. So when the cornea loses sensitivity, it's sort of an adjustment, but at the same time, you don't feel when something is really wrong as acutely. She added that her patient is a senior patient who is experiencing quite a lot of facial changes, including a loss of ocular fat cushion. Uh, the pocket of the upper lid becomes really deep, so in that case, all those contact lenses were able to hide like a stack of pancakes really far deep inside the least sensitive part of the eye. Someone who noticed the green color of the contact lenses may be wondering about the color. Uh, the doctor said that it's pretty routine that when she sees someone for an eye exam, They'll put a little stain called uh, fluorescein. Uh, it's a tool to help identify any foreign body. Uh, the patient was very lucky that there was no apparent long-lasting damage. She said it always doesn't end that well. And uh, people usually develop vision-threatening infections from even like a day of overnight contact lens wearing. Uh, but the, she is using her patient's experience as a cautionary tale. She advised contact lens wearers to not sleep in their lenses. Make sure to wash your hands when handling your lenses and avoid swimming in them. And if you wear extended wear contacts, make sure to switch them out at the recommended time. One tip is uh, she shared is to tie your eye care with your dental care to get into a daily routine. That is insane. I've never, worn, I've never worn contacts, but that is now like pushed me more towards hopefully not ever having to wear any. <laughs> I have one contact, and I still do. 
um, not as a daily wear, but I do wear contacts when, like, I'm going out or whatever, and I don't want to wear glasses. But still, how do you, I mean, I'm so confused on how you even didn't notice. 23 pairs. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 23 pairs. <laughs> That's insane. Um, in a case of art imitating or life imitating art, I guess we could put it, uh, passengers aboard United Airlines Flight 2038 were in for a slithering surprise when they found a snake on their plane Monday. Unlike in the 2006 cult film Snakes on a Plane, however, this lone garter snake was not venomous. Once passengers alerted them about the reptile, crew members on the flight, which was bound for New Jersey from Tampa, called the appropriate authorities to take care of the situation, according to United Airlines in a statement. The airline did not clarify when the snake was discovered or how it got on the plane. After the plane landed at Newark Liberty International Airport on Monday afternoon, wildlife operations and the Port Authority Police Department removed the snake and released it into the wild. No injuries were reported, and there was no impact to airport operations. It isn't the first time passengers on a plane have been welcomed by a rogue reptile, as in 2016, passengers on Aeromexico Flight 23 were joined by a snake hanging right above their seats. I'd be okay because I've had snakes before, but they they had to have been passengers freaking out. Like, freaking out. I'm sure there was. One of them would have been Indiana Jones. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I forgot the other name of the guy. From Samuel L. Jackson's character. Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) No, I know who he is. I'm saying I forgot his character's name. Oh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to look that up real quick. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing that has gotten to me lately, and it is kind of part uh, potpourri story, but also this is why we can't have nice things. McDonald's recently, of course, released their adult Happy Meal, and it was designed to engender feelings of nostalgia among its older customers. In some places now, it's no longer available. It's sold out. And the reason why is because it's kicked off a bidding war. The Cactus Plant flea market box has already sold out at many McDonald's locations across the country, meaning that the only way for collectors to get their hands on the toys is through the secondary market. You know where I'm going with this story. Opportunistic resellers are taking advantage of McDonald's limited-time collaboration with streetwear company Cactus Plant Flea Market to try to make a quick buck. Toys from the Big Mac Combo Mill are popping up on resale sites and fetching thousands of dollars. One seller, it's always one, and I hope they call their person out. One seller on eBay listed a trio of unopened toys. The four options are McDonald's Mainstays Grimace, the Hamburglar, and Birdie, as well as the apparel brand's mascot, Cactus Buddy. For a whopping $300,000.95. We'll sell fast, the seller added on their six-figure listing. Another seller is asking for 25000 for an unopened Happy Meal toy. Good of that is that he asked that the winning bidder also cover the $6.10 in shipping fees. <laughs> Both listings have yet to receive any bids. But that's not to say that McDonald's fans Good. are willing to cost. <laughs> yes. That's not, they should be uh, pretty much belittled and 
called out. But anyway, it says that's not to say that McDonald's fans hasn't been willing to cough up the dough for the collectible toys. One eBay listing that included 150 sealed toys. Now, what do you, now, the only way that you get 150 is if you know somebody that works at McDonald's and you pretty much had them take that home for you. But it was sold for $2,400 on October 6th. That fetches an average of $16 per toy. In New York City, the cactus plant flea market box retailed for $12.95 at McDonald's, which is pretty much everywhere. More than a dozen other 150-count cases have sold for as much as $1,900, according to eBay's sales history. For fans who missed their chance to get the collectible, McDonald's has already moved on to its next limited edition release. As you know, that they bought back its collectible ha- Halloween Happy Meal pails for the first time since 2016. Uh, but move fast. They're already appearing on eBay, too. This is why we can't have nice things. Who, who gets a 150-count case? Where do you get a case of this stuff? I hope they made it by I See, this is the thing. They probably only bought the toy. But I hope they had to buy 150 Happy Meals, the full meals. But this the thing, the $10 case or $12 toys, dollar meal right. just for the toy. That's that's that is insane to me. I, I don't I don't get it. Um, yeah, it, it's why uh, who? I hope it depreciates in value and is worth nothing but five dollars in the next year or two. <laughs> Heck, I say six months. Forget year or two, six months. Not that serious, people. <laughs> it's not. Because <laughs> all that's going to happen is it's going to get forgotten about. And over time, when people start kind of like it phases out and bottoms out, yeah. Was it really worth It's almost like the people who were selling um, the uh, – when they were selling Lysol, for like fifty dollars at the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. A special and then there are the same people that are complaining that prices are getting gouged everywhere. Well, that's because you, right. you MFers are being dumb. <laughs> exactly. You could do it. You think that the big companies are going to sit back and go, "No, we're only going to charge them the appropriate amount markup on this retail item." No. Heck yeah. no. And that is what happened. <laughs> uh, another story that came out is an interview with Carrie Underwood. And in it, she said that it felt, quote, so deflating and hear singers sound different than their album. Uh, so pretty much if she isn't blown away by your performance, you can keep it. Well, speaking about how important singing is to her, uh, the singer recalled how she felt when she would see her favorite artists in concert and they didn't sound like they did on their albums. She said, I love to sing, and I've always taken pride in the work I've put in on my vocals. I do want to sound good, she told Rolling Stone in an interview published October 18th. Growing up and going to concerts or seeing my favorite artists on TV, if they didn't sound like they were supposed to sound, it was always so deflating. She also continued, I'd lose respect for them, or when I go to a concert and hear them drop keys, I was like, you can't hit the notes. Why did you record them if you can't sing them? 
That stuff is important to me. However, there is one singer who was impressed to be a former American Idol winner. It was Axl Rose uh, Underwood, who yeah. said that she's been covering Guns N' Roses her whole life, shared that she tried multiple times to get the rock band's lead vocalist to join her on stage. That moment finally happened at the 2022 Stage Coast Festival on April 30th when he joined her for a special performance of the rocker's song Sweet Child of Mine and Paradise City. Uh, not only is uh, the eight-time Grammy winner a fan of Axel, but he's also one of her biggest musical influences. Uh, she said the way that she learned uh, how to sing was she would pick up really hard vocalists to try to emulate, and his voice always mesmerized me. I was like, how is he doing the things that he's doing? Um, have you ever been disappointed when you probably watch someone live on TV and it sounded different from the music that you had? <laughs> or if you went to a concert, if it sounded different than what you imagine. Okay, so I don't know about disappointed because I knew what, and you would have, I'm more, let's do it the flip side. I almost always think that a, a group, a solo artist, what have you, when I went to concert, were going to sound different because they're singing live. So that's, there's no tuning, there's no, you know, hey, can we take another take? If their voice is strained, if, just like you and me, our voices are a little weird. And then, you know, I go in expecting that in a concert, okay? As any live performance, I go in expecting that. I also expect that for, like, musicals. Huge Hamilton fan over here. I can, I can tell you that I wait for it. But when I went and saw Hamilton, first of all, I saw Hamilton, and it wasn't the original cast. So me listening to the Broadway original cast version on a CD is automatically going to be different than 12 of the people on stage. You know what I'm saying? So I go in with that expectation. I'm more blown away when they do sound like the album. I'm more impressed when they do sound like what's going on. And in those cases, I'm, those, are the, those are the memories when I go, dang, that was really good. The other cases, I go, that was a good concert. And that's the end of it, you know? Um, Natasha Bedingfield, brilliant life. Love her life. She's almost exactly the same. Other than backup, you know, and instrumentals and, and who her backup singers are at the time, note for note. And I loved it. I was blown away by it. So I guess I'm just looking at it at a, a different way. Um, so, yeah. I, I, will don't always, I don't know. Yeah, I will always and forever tell people uh, Paul McCartney was everything that you wanted and more. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with someone uh, today about uh, concerts, and they had talked about it was some concert that with a bunch of '90s stars. And they was, they were saying, "Man, it's supposed to be like a three four hour concert. That just seems a little long." And I was like, "Would you rather it be like sixty to ninety minutes, and then that's it?" You know, I was like, "You pay good money." to go see a concert, you know, at least two hours. And I'd be good with that. Um, but I was like, Paul McCartney instead gave me almost like four hours. <laughs> and, it, and you didn't even think about it because time flew by. And even then, he knew exactly what the audience was there for. He did uh, everything pretty much from 
the Wings era to doing all of, like, the Beatles hits from the early ones to, like, the late ones. He tried to do a couple of his new ones, but when he saw that the audience, because I think he did four or five seconds, which was the song that he did uh, with Rihanna and Kanye. And it was like, he did it, but the crowd was a little dead. And I think he knew it. He was like, hey, well, just wanted to get that one out there. He's like, I noticed. Uh, when I look out in the crowd, when I'm doing the old hits, all of you all have your cameras up. And all I see are lights. And the new stuff, I don't see nothing. But guess what? We're going back to the old hits. And he did it. And I, I can't even think of a song that he didn't perform. And even now, in hindsight, years later after that concert, I was like, man, he really did just go out and, like, empty out the entire, like, repertoire and satisfied the crowd, sounded exactly how I thought he would sound, you know, and had more energy than probably some young 20-something-year-old who just goes out, dances, prances around, yells a few things, and the other half of it is probably recorded and lip-synced, and then you're done. (laughs) I guess that's the question then. When you went to go see Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney, um, did you expect him to sound exactly the same as he did on the album? Or did you kind of expect something? I went, I went Here's the thing. I didn't, went with a high expe- I didn't want, I went in not having a high expectation. Because I'm like, okay, it's Paul McCartney. He really at this point doesn't have to owe me a high energy show. I would have just been happy with an hour and a half close to, I expected two hours, good night, everybody, and then you send me home. And I'd be like, okay. And I probably would have got some hits that, or some odd off like parts of an album, or I'd said, oh, he's got to play a lot of his new stuff. Maybe, hopefully, just hopefully, he'll play a couple of the old things. Maybe the voice will hold up, and he'll be all right. He comes out there, the guy never took a break. And even then, his voice never wavered. Not like mine tonight, but his voice never wavered. And I was, like, more shocked because it's like I haven't been to a lot of concerts. I've only been to a few in my lifetime. But the thing is is that that one will always stand out, and that's the one in which I compare it the most because at 70-some years old, you know, when artists get older, you know, you would expect that the voice is just not what it once was, and you have to accept that, that they're not going to hit the notes that they used to hit. You know, my mom always talks about, and he is still a great artist, but my mom talks about Smokey Robinson. And when she sees him on TV now, she's like, well, I'll tell you what, back in the day, Smokey could hit all those things. What no issue. But when you see him online, you know, yeah, there's some hit, there's some things he can't hit like he once did. Yeah. It's still Smokey Robinson. You still appreciate it, but he's not hitting what he once hit, you know? So to go there and to have that happen, I didn't go in with a, I'd never go into a show with a lot of expectation. I, I would expect that it's going to sound slightly different sometimes than what the album will. It's like when I watch award shows, when I see them, you know, I'm more blown away. That's why I'm always kind of more blown away by what I call the natural singers uh, throughout history. 
I was going to do a top five on this. I think we did a top five on this at one point about the best singers, not necessarily like, you know, acts or artists, but like just natural singers that even if something happened with the music and they still continued singing and the show went on, that the voice would just like, you know, when you think of like singers who you know would never disappoint you, People who think to mind, you know, Freddie Mercury. When you hear the, uh, not with the music, but when you just hear, like, just him, the vocals, it's, it's like, man. You know, I always said, you know, one of my favorites was, and it's, it's weird, but when I listen to voices and, like, just, like, natural, just, like, rugged voices, there's a lot of artists who I love, but it's kind of like, you're like, Really? But there's a reason why. It's because their voice brings something that it just is like they could do it if they were at karaoke night. They could do it <laughs> if they were, you know, at home singing to, you know, themselves strong and it's good. There's only a rare few. And I always said that we appreciate the ones while they're around. Pink has that. You know? Um I was watching something the other day where she was on Instagram and she was singing and her daughter was singing whether they were in the kitchen just doing some stuff. No music, no nothing. And Pink's voice is so strong and commanding. It's a shame that in her oh, early, yeah. they kind of had her, you know, doing particular things and really didn't showcase that. You know, it, it's it's so good. You know, just like Lady Gaga. You know, I have a great respect for Lady Gaga because hers changes across different genres of music. Not a lot of people could pull that off, and it's powerful. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, I would not. I know I wouldn't be disappointed if I went to a Lady Gaga concert because even she gets disappointed if she's not hitting that night. I think she cried literally mm-hmm. because there was a concert that she had to cancel because they couldn't really do it the way that she wanted to do it. She was literally in tears online because she just couldn't do it. And that's an artist. So, yeah, I I mean, I went into it, low expectation, left, just blown away. Uh, So I get it. Those are the concerts I remember, and I love those. Yeah, that's what we we go through. Uh, But real quick, I want to kind of go through uh, some things that were on Twitter and trending this evening. Uh, of course, uh, there was a little bit of uh, breaking news before we came on. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be trending, but uh, we could definitely. Um, it was in regards to the uh, president's uh, student loan initiative. Uh, U.S. Appeals Court temporarily blocked the student debt giveaway. Um, so there, the Eighth Circuit. Um, they put it on hold, but only for a few days while the parties get their arguments on the merits in. Uh, so the government has until Monday and states until Tuesday to reply, and the court will rule on whether to uh, enjoin on that. So um, that is going to be very interesting, and I do think that the president, who was speaking this evening, um, did make some comments on that. So um, I don't think that he was very happy, to say the least, but that is trending. Also trending tonight, SmackDown, uh, AEW Rampage, 
Uh, also uh, trending tonight uh, was a no Taylor Swift because her new album came out today. Uh, so that has been trending all throughout the day. I think it's, I, I know I'm going to get this so wrong. Uh, <laughs> and I've been thinking about it. All oh, day, I don't even know the name of it, but I know one of the songs on it. And I absolutely love that one. And I'm not a big Taylor fan. So I think it's midnight. But is what there's the a couple album of them that called. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, it's it's her it's midnight's. Uh, actually, it has already come out before the clock even strikes midnight tonight. Uh, Taylor Swift, it has been announced a few hours ago, broke the record for the most streamed album in a single day in Spotify history. So everyone's pretty much just talking about this. If you go online. Uh, it looks like she's probably going to have a, another big night at the Grammys come early next year uh, for this album. Uh, so she is trending tonight. And pretty much a lot of sports night. NBA is in full swing. Uh, hockey is in full swing. So a lot of those things are going on. Um, I see one of my favorites is trending, and I hope it's for all the right reasons. Um, uh, well, I love Doris Burke. And that didn't sound like this. yes. No, it wasn't. It, it, here's the thing. I love Doris Burke. You can't tell me different. Doris is invited to the picnic anytime. Uh, a lot of people not happy that she's doing a uh, kind of uh, uh, talking a lot about Draymond Green uh, tonight. Uh, but they, you know, there's a lot of Doris Burke haters out of here. But you cannot deny, and I've talked with other people who follow basketball, her knowledge of the game and, you know, uh, her impact. And nope, sorry, this is a non-Doris Burke hating zone, so we don't hate her around here. She's good. Uh, <laughs> but that is a few of the things that are trending tonight. Um, my socks, my Chicago White Sox, were trending briefly uh, earlier today because there were reports that they have found their next manager, but no official word on that. So that will stay what it is. And um, yeah, but those were those things that's going out. So smoking gun files. Uh, and then we're going to get to um, the yay or nay, but smoking gun files night, three stories. Uh, as you know, we always love finding the odd stories. And um, so there were quite a few candidates here for what was worse. Uh, it could have been the first okay. story. This one, uh, there's actually an update, but their uh, uh, mom was arrested for letting her son, who is 10, get a large tattoo on his arm. Um, she was arrested uh, for giving the 10-year-old a permanent tattoo charged with endangering the welfare of a child in a second misdemeanor. Uh, she was released from custody on a desk appearance ticket and is scheduled for a November 3rd hearing in town court. Um, it was across his forearm, the artwork that was spotted by a school employee who reported the illegal ink to law enforcement. Um, so what happened was that the police busted his mom uh, Crystal Thomas, 33, for endangering the welfare of a child. Austin Smith, who is 20, uh, gave the child that tattoo. Uh, so she was 
like I said, books on the misdemeanor child. Uh, her son was placed in the custody of Child Protective Services. According to police, the boy was tattooed inside a room at the hotel where Thomas and her two children reside. Uh, the Ulster County Hotel is 100 miles north of New York City. Before inking the boy, police state, a tattoo artist got permission from Thomas. The resulting tattoo is the boy's name in full block-sized letter. Uh, it was inked across the child's forearm. The tattoo is large enough, quote, that you would need a sleeve to cover it up, according to uh, Chief James Janso of the town of Lloyd Police. Officials learned of the tattoo earlier this month when the boy asked a nurse at his middle school to apply Vaseline atop the fresh ink. Uh, they described the tattoo artist uh, at that time as a person of interest, which they have since found. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you I, okay. very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have tattoos. I'm, I'm so let's let's start with that. Go. That may inform my which one's worse. <laughs> Give me the other one. Oh, the next one. The motorcyclist who led top to the high speed chase because he was tro- quote trying to show off for a female pastor with whom he was on a first date has pled guilty to a felony charge and will serve two months in jail, according to Florida court records. Taylor Beverly, a 23-year-old Tampa resident, copped Thursday to a fleeing or eluding charge in connection with the chase last year. In addition to the time behind bars, a judge has suspended his driver's license for a year and ordered him to pay about $700 in fines and court costs. Uh, he blew a red light in front of a squad car. Police began chasing his 2017 Suzuki, which weaved in and out of traffic while running additional lights and traveling at, quote, well over 100 miles per hour, according to the arrest affidavit. While he was fleeing, his pastor later told police that she was, quote, screaming at him to stop, but he refused, referring to Beverly and the woman. A cop noted, quote, that that was their first date. Uh, upon being apprehended at an intersection, he confessed and stated that he was trying to show off. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's not going to be good. But then it could be as worse as the last story. Uh, a lot of people say keeping it in the family, but a Kentucky woman who stabbed her male cousin during a dispute over a borrowed sex toy has been sentenced to 12 months behind bars, according to court records. Crystal Denham was sentenced in circuit court in connection with last year's assault of Michael Barton, who police identified as her cousin and neighbor in Corbin, which is a city 85 miles south of Lexington. Police were dispatched to Denham's home after she called 911 to report that she had stabbed Barton. When a cop arrived at the residence, Ms. Denham was sweeping the porch, according to a court citation. Uh, Denham told police that Barton had come to her home, and they had, quote, gotten into an argument over a sex toy. Denham had borrowed the adult item, and Barton wanted it back. The sex toy is not further described in court records. After telling Barton to leave her property, Denham said he grabbed her by the elbow, and police resp- responded that she then, quote, used the kitchen knife in her hand to stab him, but did not think she, quote, even drew blood. When police contacted Barton at his residence, he had three minor cuts to his arm, armpit, and back, Barton confirmed that the pair, quote, had gotten into the argument over the sex toy, adding that he went to leave when Denham began, quote, acting crazy. At that point, she stabbed him, and uh, he declined EMS treatment. 
uh, following her arrest for felony assault, several misdemeanor counts. Uh, Denham was booked into the Whitley County Detention Center. She spent eight months in custody before being able to post a $10,000 bond in late June. <laughs> I see you shaking your head. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am 100% shaking my head. I don't even know where to start. I don't... <laughs> World's gone nuts, hasn't it? <laughs> okay, so the middle one was the least, like, odd, I guess. Like, it, it was, was dumb. dumb. But, <laughs> boys, no offense, y'all do, and women do it too, so, I'm, okay, people do stupid crap to be impressive on first dates. It, 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 it's not, I'm not going to even say genders at all anymore. People. Every gender from men to women and everything in between and on the other sides of do stupid things to impress the other person on a first date unless that first date is going absolutely horribly wrong. But if you think it's going well and you want to impress your first date, you do dumb stuff. I have. Let's back that up. I have. So I, I understand. So that, that story is the least. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. No, it's a hundred percent dumb. I'm not saying that it's not a, it's not smart at all, and he kind of deserves it. And you know what? The icing on the cake is if the other person says no, we're never going on another date because you are dumb. That's the icing on the cake for that one. So that one to me is just like meh. Typical Friday night. <laughs> did you just the did other you say two? I want to make sure I didn't lose this in the in the thing. Did you say that you have two? That I've done stupid things to impress someone on a first date? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Do tell. <laughs> oh, that's that's for an after dark one, honey. Oh. That's for an after dark <laughs> one. Doggone it, we'll save it for an after dark. <laughs> You've seen me do stupid crap. I've done some impressive, infamous, stupid crap. All I have to say is there's one and there's the other. And you know what I'm talking about. People were still talking about that. The Bergoni incident on campus 25 years later. So there are are infamous things that I have done in my life and stupid things. Um, That was probably not my finest moment. Although it it did create an incident. So there you go. But the other two, I don't, I don't even know where to break that down. Like the sex toy was gonna be something. on the tattoo. Uh, Why are you tattooing your kid's name on his arm? You're gonna forget it. Like, right. Look down. You You'll remember your name. <laughs> hey, and going to the nurse and be like, "Hey, nurse. Why I gave this one a very uh, whatever? Can you put some Vaseline on this?" And have the nurse be like, sure. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. But then you have the borrowed sex toy. Like, why would you borrow anyone else's sex toy? I don't care if you can't afford You've got fingers. Everybody's got a hand. Everybody's got a hand. It's free. God gave it to you. You got two of them. If you get, if you get fancy, you can use both. I just... <laughs> Wow. Why would you borrow? Why would you borrow? 
I think that one's the one that grosses me out. The <laughs> 10-year-old getting a tattoo, and I have tattoos. That makes me angry just because it's like a 10-year-old really, like he wants to get, get the semi-permanent ones. The ones that you stick on with like a washcloth and it's not supposed to come off for four days and it comes off like three weeks later only because you're scraping your arm. Get one of those. You know? Don't. (laughs) That one just makes me angry. The other one's just gross. (laughs) I I I still want to know what the toy was. (laughs) I don't. I know I don't. I. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I'm okay with being vague. Oh my god, it's so bad. I'm, I'm, oh my god, it's so bad. I don't care what you said. You can clean it. Yeah, you're right. They're yeah, supposed to be yeah. cleaned. You should be cleaning them properly every time. But it's still I'm, borrowing. I would never borrow any. But no. Where did you get that? I want one of my own. That's about as close <laughs> as it gets. And even then, <laughs> you really share that with your cousin? <laughs> Not with, well, it depends on how close you are with your cousin. That's very close, man, if you're sharing sex toys. <laughs> Well, I'm not the toys then. I'm not even gonna make the joke. I'm not even gonna make the joke. <laughs> so you should be proud of me that, that was, I did not do that. <laughs> They're keeping it in the family. What's wrong with you? Well, <laughs> well you know what? I I <laughs> I can't let that go. Probably without even doing this. No. Yeah. <laughs> no for me, so. dog. <laughs> no for me, dog. Oh man. Well, we take a second here to uh breathe. To Recuperate. Breathe. I need another drink. <laughs> yeah, you go you're only on you only on one? Man, you're slowing it tonight. We're already an hour and fifteen in. Um Yeah, but coming up, I've been talking. <laughs> coming up. In a moment here, extend it yay or nay. Uh, but I've got a bonus retro moment for you. Well, actually two. Um, so we'll do those, and we'll be right back. <laughs> this is page one. When I helped design my line of AMF Roadmaster wheels, I said make them red, white, and blue to bear my name, Evil Knievel. You can see they're built solid, flashy, and hip, and the bikes come with these safety tips that bear my name, Evil Knievel. So if your kids are thrilled, I know just how they feel. These wheels are real exciting and bear my name, Evil Knievel. Jerrica, the president of Starlight Music, but only her friends, the holograms, Kimber, Aja, and Shana, know that Jerrica is also Jim. But we're the misfits, our songs are bitter, we are the misfits, the misfits, and we're gonna get her. Oh, Jim, truly outrageous, and they're each sold separately from Hasbro. Jim! Welcome back to page one, everybody. Um, I gotta say... <laughs> Funniest thing today 
uh, the good folks at Tee Public uh, who have like awesome T-shirts. Um, <laughs> there's a T-shirt of Jim sitting down with a songbook, and I guess it's uh, it she opens it up, and I guess it says Misfit songs, and she's like, I guess their songs were better. <laughs> 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 which is an awesome show. That's amazing. Which I think I may have to get you for your birthday because we missed your birthday. We haven't been here in a few weeks. Uh, happy belated birthday. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, and I saw that and I was like, oh, man, I need to get her that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss They don't say better. I know that's what they're supposed to say and whatever, but when you listen, it doesn't sound like better. It sounds like they're saying bitter, yeah. which they may have been as well. Well, there was actually a song. There was a song that I heard for the second time, and somebody was like, I was today years old when I heard the song again and, like, heard the lyric. Um, and they actually said something in the top of the song, which actually was very bad. But um, I, I'll have to see if I can explain it. At a later time, but there was also another shirt on that website which was hilarious because um, it, it has the word moist like in large letters, and it says, and it says because at least one person you know hates this word, and it's a shirt. <laughs> oh, yes. I have I post I post that every now and again. I have like a little meme. That just was like now, or like you're welcome is what the last thing it says on it. But it's like moist because it bothers somebody out there. You're welcome. <laughs> That's just and it posted every now and again. Actually, I just post it on Instagram. There you go. Have fun. Yeah, actually, the gym mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah, the gym shirt. Uh, she's sitting there. She says the songs are better. <laughs> so yes, so that was uh, what was going on. But anyway, we got yay or nay. And there's quite a few tonight, so we're going to try to get through this so that uh, <laughs> I know all of you were waiting for it. And uh, the first yay or nay um, is something that I know that is probably going to be a nay. I'm, I'm already going to predict this. Uh, this is going to be one of those evenings. Um, so Balenciaga, they just made the next viral fashion accessory. It's Lay's potato chip handbags. The luxury brand. No. <laughs> I didn't even finish. The luxury brand teamed up with Frito-Lay to create four variations of the iconic snack. Uh, their new no. fashion move is all that in a bag of chips, literally. The luxury Spanish label has created everything from the controversial destroyed sneakers, the Kim Kardashian's polarizing face cover at the 2021 Met Gala, but nothing you've prepared uh, nothing could have prepared the style aficionados for their latest design, which is the handbag. So the leather uh, clutches, decorated in the snack's iconic packaging, in line with a simple silver zip closure, will come in at at least no. four <laughs> four flavor variations, including the original, flame and hot, limon, and salt and vinegar. According to Hyperbeast, the Balenciaga. X Lay's bags are reportedly retailing for a whopping one thousand eight hundred dollars. <laughs> they should be four dollars and fifty nine cents because that's how much a bag of Lay's costs on the shelf. No, yep. 
<laughs> Come on. You don't want to leave. You know, I can make one. Him. I'm gonna actually make one. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a good lace bag. We're gonna get it open correctly, and and I I, I will make one, and see if I can't sell it for a thousand dollars. Well, we shall see. On eBay, right next to the yeah. uh, McDonald's choice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you think that that is something, um. Elon Musk. <laughs> you already Should I just start with no now? Well, change my I, mind. I, that is why. That Elon is why Musk. I love you. No, now that, change my mind. That no, that is, that is why I love you because I knew you were going to say no. And the thing is, is that the article here was that Elon Musk has sold out. Uh, he sells out all thirty thousand bottles of his burnt hair perfume on pre-order. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, he has updated his Twitter bio to perfume salesman, uh, which, according to some, is now an accurate description. Uh, that burnt hair, a bottle fragrance available via the uh, Boring Company website, it is a gag that crossed over into reality. In late September, he hinted at the upcoming product, tweeting, "Burnt hair uh, sent for gay men by uh, sent for men, sorry, by Singri. It's a tie-in to a previous oddball product from the Boring Company." Uh, which was a flamethrower, which was sold in 2018. But the perfume is sold out in pre-orders. Uh, don't ask pretty much how much it costs, but yeah, it's the... I don't even know it at this point. Uh, oh, pretty much um, $100 per bottle. <laughs> I was going to say 100 bucks. Yeah. Because it's probably so, 59 for like a spritzer. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so... Uh, you've already said no. I already know where you're going. I'm saying no. No. Um, here's one that will make anyone mad. Um, how much would you pay for a piece of high-tech history? For one collector, the answer was just over $39,000. That's how much the bidder paid this weekend for a factory-sealed model of the first edition iPhone. The winning bid topped out at $39,339.60. The 8-gig smartphone was sold by LCG Auctions on Sunday. The device originally retailed for $599 back in 2007, or 852 in 2022 after inflation, and quickly saw its price climb from the opening bid of 2500 to well into six figures. Um, the phone that sold over the weekend was advertised as being in exceptional condition, with pristine uh, labels beneath the plastic seal and no aftermarket stickers on the box. Uh, in addition to the 8 gig of storage, the phone also featured a 2 megapixel camera. So just for context, though, the base model of the recently released iPhone 14 has 128 gigs of storage and sports a 12 megapixel main camera with an ultra wide lens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I name. wouldn't bid on that, but I mean, I understand what what the appeal is. It's a little high for that appeal, but I'm not gonna tell anybody how to spend their money. As long as I don't have to spend it. I can't man. I don't that, think I'm, it's worth that kind of history, but it is history. Yeah. I mean, I guess. But 
you could probably find somebody's jacked up one on eBay and probably just put it back together. <laughs> it's twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Rebuild it. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. Um. So I think we've talked about this in the past. I know we have mentioned this many times, but I guess there is a new game out. So <laughs> uh, the good folks uh, who have bought you in the past Monopoly, uh, <laughs> Hasbro now has a Monopoly longest game ever edition of what is considered to be one of the longest board games, Monopoly. The game's board has way more spaces than your usual Monopoly board, a single die instead of the usual two, and a rule that requires uh, players to buy every property on the board to win. Uh, You can buy it on Amazon when available. The game retails for $35. Um, How interested would you be <laughs> and having the longest Monopoly game ever. No, it's already a long game. Um, <clears throat> we bought the Redneck Game of Life and thought we could finish that. We only got one timer on the board. Ugh. Yeah, I know. It, it took so long. And it was, don't get me wrong. It was so much fun, but it took so long, and I just, I can't, <laughs> not with regular Monopoly, I just, yeah, yeah, I can't. Nope, that's, that's, no, that is uh, cool at all. A uh, little bit of sad holiday news. I know this is a definite nay. So a beloved television tradition returns for the holidays this year, but you won't be able to watch it like you have in the past. Three Charlie Brown specials, it's The Great Pumpkin, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and A Charlie Brown Christmas, will only air on Apple TV Plus after previously appearing on both the streaming service and PBS in 2021. After airing on the network only one year, PBS says that they they no longer hold the rights to the specials. Regretfully, PBS does not have the rights to distribute the peanut specials this year. We'll all have to watch for the Great Pumpkin and a different pumpkin patch this Halloween, according to PBS. Uh, It's the second time that the specials will not air on broadcast television. In 2020, the specials moved exclusively to Apple TV Plus after Apple acquired the rights to the Peanuts franchise in 2018. Previously, the specials aired from 1966 to 2000 on CBS and from 2001 to 2020 on ABC. Of the original 35 Peanuts specials produced up till 1992, the Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas episodes remain the most popular and most re-aired. Despite no longer airing on TV, though, non-subscribers can stream the holiday specials through Apple TV Plus for free in a limited window. The Halloween special will be free to stream from October 28th through the 31st, the Thanksgiving special from the 23rd through the 27th, and this Christmas special from the 22nd through the 25th. Um, yay or nay to it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they used to be, uh, they used to be, and I still think the laws are on the books where um, things cannot be, like shows cannot be only on specific services 
unless they are available at the same fair market value to the networks, and the networks say no. So either the network said no and shame on you, or Apple has gained those illegally and is keeping those from the networks illegally for a price that's too much, and shame on Apple. I just, I, you're keeping that away from us. Luckily, yeah. I have the DVD, but that's still beside the point. Not everybody yeah. does. And, and a story that has gotten a lot of uh, <laughs> brushback here. A mom has defended waxing her three-year-old daughter's unibrow in a viral TikTok video. Uh, <laughs> a Texas mom who waxed her three-year-old's uh, video said she's protecting her child from future bullies. I don't care. I don't care, says Leah Garcia, as she captioned a recent uh, TikTok video that shows her waxing her daughter Bliss's eyebrows. I'd rather y'all call me a bad mom before I let my three-year-old walk around with a unibrow like my parents did. Uh, and in the video, the girl was saying, ow, mom, that hurt me, uh, to which Garcia replies, all right, girl, now you, you got two eyebrows. Under the video with 18.2 million views and 2.5 million likes, Almost 30,000 people packed the comment section. Uh, at three, though, somebody asked. If she wasn't aware of her eyebrows, she sure is now, one person wrote. Uh, one other one said that this makes me really sad, but it's your kid. Do what you want. Yet another suggested that Garcia was, quote, projecting insecurities onto her daughter. Uh, yay or nay? Um, and plus, before I get to your answer, a large number of parents actually confess to waxing their children's body hair, and others pledge to start. One said, my daughter has a stash and wants it gone, one person wrote. This must be my sign that it's okay. And another one wrote, that I'm a preschool teacher and see this all the time. She will thank you later. Um, yay or nay to doing something like that for a child so young? <laughs> I don't think it's right to do on somebody that young. Um, I think that if you are saying you're saving her from ridicule, then the people that she's hanging around with are are jackalopes and uh, need to be taught manners. That's bullying, and it should not be you watch your child's face to, you know, silence the bullying. You should stop the problem where it starts, which is with the bullying. Um, but, Waxing is not a permanent thing. It's not like she's ripping out the unibrow permanently. Um, it does, you do end up growing pain tolerance the more you do it and the younger you start. God, I don't want to agree with this Texas mom. So you're. So you're headed towards I'm very much May. in the middle. I'm very much in the middle about this. I don't think it's something that she should have done, but if she, since she's already done it, it's not like it's going to. It it might harm the child. It may not, but no one's really done any kind of research on waxing a child's face if that's going to cause problems. Self-esteem issues probably, but that has more to do with the bullying hmm. than the waxing. And Texas moms are all about looks anyway. We already know this. But it's kind of like, where does it start and where does it end? 
Because if your right. child then comes and says at the age of nine or ten, I want a boob job, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Right. So I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of like, nay, you got to teach them, hey, this is how you are. Love yourself. And if people break in front of you, the heck with them. Because <laughs> right. every answer is not always going to be, we'll wax it, we'll enhance it, or we'll change it. There's just some things you can't change, <laughs> you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. we gotta end on a good. We gotta end on a good note for yay or nay because I think you said yeah, that most. I'm gonna do something that I know is going to be a yay. So a pop up restaurant, um, pretty much has its sights set for a spring 2023 opening here in Chicago. Uh, it's been feeding a nostalgic appetite for an iconic sitcom, The Golden Girls. And if that sounds enticing, you may be in for a treat. The Golden Girls Kitchen will bring its immersive uh, experience that pays homage to the show for a limited time to Chicago. The pop-up has its site set for a spring 2023 opening at a, quote, a secret location. The setup will ring a bell to the famed Miami spots where characters Blanche, Rose, Dorothy, and Sophia gather throughout the sitcom's seven seasons. For the menu, foodies and fans will be able to choose, quote, a golden main entree, which includes dishes like Sophia's lasagna al forno, and uh, Lenai, a Miami-style Cuban sandwich. Uh, the meal will be plated with a slice of cheesecake with flavors like pumpkin, strawberry, chocolate, or Oreo. Reservations will start at $49 for a 90-minute visit. Uh, additional sides, desserts, beverages, and merchandise will be available for purchase. And while well, tickets are not available just yet, those interested can get on the wait list. And the pop-up, uh, which debuted over the summer in Beverly Hills, will soon stamp its mark in New York, Miami, and San Francisco later this year. And yay or nay to a Golden Girls pop-up kitchen. Absolutely, yes. Dizzy Blanche's, <laughs> like, signature cocktail. Yes. Like, can I get, like, seconds? That sounds amazing. That sounds good. Is it going to be like a St. Olaf? No. Is it going to be a St. Olaf meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be something, but there you go. So you can say no to that. No, heck no. It's Golden Girls, man. You can't say no to that. I remember you watching. Can't say no to the Golden Girls. Come on. I, I, I remember watching it in first run. So no. <laughs> yep, used to come on Saturday nights, and for a time, I think uh, the spinoff, which was Empty Nest, was on the same night on NBC. So. And uh, what was the other one? The Southern, the, I was just a country living, but that's not right. Designers. Design. Design. Designing women? That was on CBS. Designing women. Yes, well, no, they had the crossover between the two. Yeah. Because one of the Golden Girls ended up being on Designing Women. Because one, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I I will yeah. I will go with maybe I'm wrong. It has been quite a few years since I've watched either one. Yeah. But they lived uh, in my house in the same area. They were neighbors. <laughs> I'm gonna let you swim in that pool, but uh, yeah, no, I, no. I, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> At me. At me. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> oh man, with 
that, though, it is good to have you back. It is good to be back together with you here on this show. With the old clock on the wall is telling us it's just about time to go. Um, <laughs> I'm going to carefully ask this question. <laughs> uh, are there any shout-outs tonight? Positive shout-outs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll keep it just to the positive ones. Yes, I have positive ones. I have negative ones. You can talk about later. Um, the positive ones, though, uh, there are birthdays. Lots of birthdays in October. So, mm-hmm. happy birthday to Chris. Oh, excuse me, she just had one on the 18th. So, happy birthday to him. And then, like, oh, Dwayne, Owen, Sam. God, I have so many. <laughs> Happy birthday to all of y'all! Wow, that's and and of course, once again, happy and birthday to you! That's just the last you. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. wow. The last two weeks. Uh, well, you know what we got to do too before you continue. We got to. Got to do the air horn. <laughs> so yes. Um, so, yeah, so happy birthday to everybody, and I, I'm glad that we're back. I'm, I'm really happy to be back. I did miss you guys. Um, as much as vacations are wonderful, so it's coming back to something you know. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Yep, yep. So, yes. Um, no, was there any other shout-outs this week? No, I think that's good. I can say something up. Just just make it sure. Um, No shout outs here. Um, Just as always, a shout out to all of you listening. Thank you so much for listening. We uh, appreciate you. Of course, um, you can hear us here every Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. But uh, in the meantime, follow us where we're at. Feel free to write to us or add us, and you can tell Mary that there was no golden girls over on Designing Women. (laughs) They are neighbors in my brain, so that's fine. You can Google that now. I can tell you that one of the Designing Women was actually the woman that uh, was uh, married to Mr. Drummond on Different Strokes. Remember in those later seasons when she came along with uh, Sam? which was pretty much what killed the show. But um, that's a different story from here and there. But uh, <laughs> with that's it. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. We will see you here next Friday night. Uh, thanks for listening, and be good to each other. And, yeah, join us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Page Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR. And add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.